Transforming Grace TV, and Leading Leaders Podcast. Producer of four TV programs and podcasts for Liftable TV and World Trumpet Television as well as multiple social media channels. Please help me welcome J. Lauren Norris. I got to spend a few hours yesterday, I guess all total about four hours, with a gentleman who for the last 29 years has sat down with people who are business owners, business leaders, uh, some of them multimillionaires, some of them not, and listened to them tell the story of how they built their family, built their legacy, built their business. For 29 years, over 200 people that he's documented their life from beginning to end. And as we talked, I asked him, how in the world did you get started on this? And he said, I learned early on the value of journaling. Journaling. Just journaling. And I want to propose to you today the idea that a good dad leaves a legacy, both of modeling and of journaling. That's what I want to talk about today on Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. And, you know, one of the challenges being a dad is that as the typical male, our feelings get stuffed down. We don't generally express them. And we know that some of the thoughts that go through our head are really not for public consumption. In fact, we probably wouldn't share them with our closest friend or our spouse. We, we really want to keep those inside because they're like dynamite or nitroglycerin. Once they're exposed, they can be very, very dangerous. But the reality, too, is that there's a process, of, a cathartic process, that really demands of us introspection. Now, if you've watched Leading Leaders podcast for any period of time or just listen to the playbacks, you'll know that I highly recommend journaling. I, I love books by John Maxwell and others who say you've got to take time to think. And part of that thinking time is reflection time. It's looking back on what I said and what I did today, what was good and what was bad, what was beneficial and what was harmful, what, what could I have done better and what did I do right. It's also recognizing the little wins, the, the tiny little successes. And I'll tell you, when it comes to journaling, probably the most powerful thing is to go back three, five, ten. My journals go back as far as 30 years and look at the things that you were struggling with. Maybe it was the way you were dealing with people. Maybe it was the way you reacted to an employee or an employer or a boss. And look at the journal and follow the process of how did I deal with it then versus how would I deal with it now? Well, what is the value of that? Well, the value of that is significant when you realize that you're now trying to teach your children, and in my case, my children are all grown, but they all have kids of their own that they're responsible for, those patterns in my life as I grew up, it's really hard for me to look right now and say, I expect you to be better than this. When I can go back to my journal and go, oh, but at that point in my life, I was just like that. Now the value of that journal is it's a teaching moment for both of us. It's the opportunity for me to say, hey, it will get better. You're going to make it through this. Here's some ideas that will help speed the process of getting better and making it through this. You don't have to take the same amount of time that I took to do that. You don't have to have the same scars and bumps and bruises that I went through to do that. But we also know, too, that sometimes that longevity of life isn't there. 
We know many young people who lose their parents early on in life. They lose their parents before they graduate from high school. And they wish they could sit down in their 40s with their, with their dad or their mom and say, hey, tell me about this. I'm facing this right now. I don't, I don't know what to do. But that legacy of modeling is the early beginning. That's when little bitty kids, the grandchildren, the toddler children, they begin to see how you interact with others. They hear the words that you choose to use. They see the demonstrated personalities and attitudes and violent reactions or kind reactions, and they mimic those. They do what they see. People do what people see. The law of the picture. John Maxwell was right. But the reality, too, is when that day comes that you're not available, whether it's when they're in their 20s, their 40s, their 60s, or their 80s, when that day comes, they're still going to value your experience. They're still going to look back on what you did and go, I really want to emulate exactly what you did. How did you build the business? How did you save the family through the depression? I remember asking my grandmother, she was probably in her late 70s, early 80s at the time, and I have the videotape somewhere, but... We sat down with a, a camera and I just interviewed her for about an hour and asked her questions. And I remember asking her the question, what was the Great Depression like? She was born at the turn of the century and lived through the Great Depression as a young teenager. And I said, what was it like? I mean, this is, this is a thing we've heard about in high school, uh, you know, in our history classes, in our world economic classes, in our U.S. history and world history classes. There's, it was an impact that... that affected the entire world and she asked me when was it and so i said well you know 1926 29 into the early 30s and you know the very edges of it but around 29 and 30 was really the biggest impact and she said let's see 29 or 30 i lived in grand saline texas and we raised all of our own animals we raised all of our own goats cows chickens we slaughtered our own meat all of our beef and all of our pork came from our farm. Uh, we raised our own vegetables. We only went to town for, you know, things like sugar and flour and baking soda, the oils and stuff that we couldn't raise on our own. We didn't have space for it. Uh, but we only came to the big city, Dallas, because it was a several hour buggy ride to get there. It was very rough and hard on the back. We only came once or twice a year to the big city. I can tell you Grand Saline is about a 50-minute drive, maybe an hour drive from Dallas right now, um, but several hours on a buggy, that's a different thing. When you think into the perspective of what life was like then, 1929 versus 2022, that's a whole different world. But the real key to her insight was that we never experienced the global depression because we were 100% self-sufficient. Everything we ate, we grew. Everything our family needed came right here. She said the real hard time for us, though, was that we were 13 children. And when my dad got sick, they actually did surgery on him on our dining room table. And that's where he passed. Okay, mind-blown, completely mind-blown, because nobody thinks about their father laying on the kitchen table having open-gut surgery in the middle of the kitchen table and then going back to that table for dinner for however many years knowing that your father is gone and that's where he left from. Okay, but that's 
what we talk about when we talk about legacy. That's why we journal because someone may never think to ask that question. So what are the lessons that you've learned in life as a dad? What are the what are the mistakes you've made? What are the things you've done right or the things you've done wrong? What are the what are the insights that you could pass on to your kids, to your grandkids, to your great-grandkids where you could demonstrate to them that it is possible to make it through? That yes, tough times are going to come and and it's going to be hard and it, it won't always be easy. But a good dad holds his ground and he stands firm and he plows forward with what needs to be done. He doesn't run into the face of adversity. He run, adversity. He runs into it and runs through it. Well, how does that look? What what does it feel like? It, what happens when you do it? Well, that's what a journal is for. Of course, you got to model it firsthand. You've got to demonstrate. They've got to be able to see you do the things that you claim that you do. But for the things they can't see, for the things that happened in your life before they came along, for the things that they're going to want to know when you're long gone, journal them. And I'm going to tell you this as a dad, especially of teenage daughters, that it may be the case with everybody, but in my life, it's only been my daughters and not my sons. But there was a pushing away for a while at that coming of age that I was wrong about everything. They hated me for everything. They didn't want to talk to me for anything. And then they kind of came around and, and our relationship is a whole lot better now than it was in that season. But life lessons in that season did not stop. And just because today they don't want to talk to you, they won't return your phone call, they won't show up at your door, they don't want to be around when you're around, they want to leave when you come into the room, just because that's the case today, it will not always be the case. And because that's true, you need to journal. You need to write down the things that you're thinking and feeling and what you're going through, especially in regard to that relationship, so that when you're gone or when things are better, you can talk it out. Why? Well, because if they're parents, they're going to have the same cycle, the same journey. It's called human nature. It's called growing up. But it doesn't have to be in isolation. And heaven forbid, it'd be one of those things that, that we're seeing very commonly today. Social media has really propagated this challenge. There's a, a conversation that I've had several times here on Leading Leaders Podcast. It's becoming a more common problem, for lack of a better term. Here's the conversation in a nutshell. The words we use today are not the same words we used five years ago. In fact, in some cases, they're not the same words we used five minutes ago. The meaning of words is being manipulated and changed. I saw a TikTok just the other day. Um, actually, it was part of a newscast where a young lady, probably in her mid to late 20s, said the word girl was actually created by the trans community. And those of you who are using it out of context should be ashamed of yourself. And I'm thinking to myself, I, I, I don't know that that's true. I grew up in Central Texas in a day when, when trans was a very, very unknown thing. Um, but I, I think I still had a girlfriend as early as like the second grade. And it, it really messes with my head to think with all of what's changed in the world that the word girl is a new word. But see, part of the process of journaling is to annotate some of these things, to write them down that these transformations have taken place in our society and our culture so that as these transformations continue to take place because we're humans and we evolve and that's what we do, 
there's some record of where we came from. You might ask yourself, if I were to look at the pyramids today and say, how did they do that? I mean, if you watch some of the stuff like Ancient Aliens on the History Channel, they tell you the stones that make up the pyramid, um, they would be an impossible work to do today. Some of the Mayan ruins, there are, there are mountains that have stone sculptures on them that the stones on that mountain come from almost a thousand miles away. And they weigh so much. They're so heavy. You couldn't carry them with a helicopter. There's no road built today that would allow you to put them on the back of a tractor trailer truck and move them there. And no one can identify how those stones got moved a thousand miles from mountain A to mountain B. How valuable would a journey, a journal be at that point to be able to say, oh yeah, we figured out how to overcome that obstacle. We did it like this. Wouldn't you like to know that now? See, journaling, when it comes to parenting, when it comes to relationship, when it comes to being a good dad, all of the skills that you learn, all the mistakes you made, all the good things you did right, all the small wins and failures should be documented. You should write those down because there may be a day like my mother, who one weekend was the, the superstar retired teacher who could literally walk you through an algebra problem without a pencil, who probably close to Menza quality IQ, and after a shower of, a stroke, shower of strokes, doesn't know my name anymore. It, it happens that fast. It happens that suddenly. But all the wisdom and all the relationship things that she learned and all the mistakes that she made and all the things that she survived through uh, are now trapped inside a mind that can't spell coffee. And that's heartbreaking. But how many dads sit on the precipice of the same kind of reality, whether it's the end of life or a massive change in life, and you're wishing you could get that time back with them? Journal now. Start today model every demonstration that you possibly can of what it means to be a good human being, what it means to be a good dad. But write down all the things that you're struggling with. Now, I'm not saying reveal all your secrets and get yourself in legal trouble. Uh, there are some things that are better left unsaid. But every lesson that could benefit somebody else in life, every observation that could benefit somebody else in life, every skill or technique that you've mastered that others have not, Put it in writing, put it down somewhere, save it somewhere. And I don't just mean digitally. We all know the digital world is fragile as much as we depend on it. One solar flare and it's all over. Put it on paper, put it on paper, store it in a safe place. Make sure your family knows where to find it so it doesn't get thrown out with so much garbage when the hoarding uh, cleaners come around. Make sure that stuff is kept because it's valuable. What goes through your heart and your mind, somebody's gonna want that later. Somebody's going to find great value in that later. How do I know? Because there are people, there's an entire industry that makes their living providing the services of helping you to tell the story of what your life was like before you were who you are. Your kids are going to want that too. I challenge you as a good dad, take the time to write down some notes. Leave something behind that they can go through and read again. So even if you don't get along now, maybe they'll get to know the real you from what they read when you're gone. I'm Jay Lauren Norris for Leading Leaders Podcast. Happy Father's Day to all of you. Have a blessed day.
Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.